Nowadays, there's stuff, and there's stuff you don't need to know. A podcast that talks about geek and nerd culture and brings you the things that you want to hear about. everybody welcome back to stuff you don't need to know this is jay and i don't know if you know it or not but the final season of clone wars just wrapped up so before i go any further i'm just going to say spoiler alert and not just really spoiler alert for the clone wars the final season the final episode really just for a lot of star wars stuff in general because i have a feeling that today's conversation is really going to kind of go beyond just the final season of clone wars although that's where we're going to start and by we i mean my daughter cassie is joining me because she is a huge star wars fan and especially a fan of the clone wars so cassie you ready yeah i'm I'm good all righty so let me just ask you the clone Wars series in general i mean where does this rank for you in the star wars universe in general um i think the clone wars is actually my favorite thing from the star wars universe because i really i really i've said it before but i really like the prequel era it's my favorite Star Wars era, followed by um, the Legends, the Legends kind of era, and then Galactic Civil War, and I don't like the new sequel sequel era. I like some of the movies, but I don't like the era, if you know what I mean. Just kind of like the overall tone of the era in general. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely love the Clone Wars, because for me, I think initially when the prequels came out, I found them to be a big disappointment. I definitely feel that the Clone Wars definitely helped flesh a lot of things out, flesh out a lot of characters, and definitely introduced us... Well, introduced us to a new character in Ahsoka, and really kind of expanded out some of the background characters that we saw, your Mace Windu's, you know, uh, Luminara, and some of the other Jedis that we did see. So, seventh seventh and final season just initial impressions overall what did you feel for this final season i think it was a strong season i think i still think season four was the strongest season what was kind of the arc or what was going on there was i that one that one had umbara and i think that one also had um the episode where what was it where ahsoka and padme go to raxus to do the peace talks Mm mm-hmm that one, I think Umbara is really the big standout one because Umbara, that that whole storyline is a really clone centric one. Because yeah, there's a Jedi with them, but it's more about how the clones relate to each other, relate to their commanding officer, relate to the whole war kind of in general. Then yeah. So you know, twelve episodes in this final season, and to me, they kind of broke it down into three separate stories but i definitely found a lot of interconnection between them like how did you feel about the way they kind of laid out this final season i liked it i think i really liked that they didn't show any revenge of the sith stuff 
because Revenge of the Sith is already perfect. We all know it, and if you don't believe it, you have no taste. But Revenge of the Sith is already perfect, so they don't need to go back and kind of reshoot it. And I know they had some other episodes planned. They had an Asajj episode planned. They had a Boba Fett episode planned. But I think kind of with the other... With, with with the three arcs we have, it wouldn't have really fit well because you're like, here's a really clone-centric story and about what it means to be a clone. And then we have, well, I guess Boba Fett is also a clone, but it's more, <coughs> his is more about revenge. And um, it, it would have been weird seeing Asajj, like, cut between Ahsoka, like, if we finished up Ahsoka's arc with the Martez sisters and then we see Asajj and then we're suddenly back with Ahsoka and Rex to see where it ends. It would have, like, thematically it could have worked because both Ahsoka and Asajj are kind of apprentices in their own different way. But I think with flow, it really would have broken it up. Yeah, I, I definitely think. I mean, I don't think... I don't think I really understood it until really kind of that third arc with Ahsoka. And granted, Ahsoka is in two of the arcs. Um, and I think that kind of middle arc with Ahsoka and the Martez sisters, and again, I mean, I'm just going to say spoilers if you haven't really figured it out by now. You know, I think a lot of people were kind of thrown off like that, like, okay, this is going to be the end of the Clone Wars series. Why are we Why are we doing this now? And some people might even say that first arc with the Bad Batch, why did we do that? Like, why yeah. do you think they did those first two arcs? I was definitely more shocked with the Bad Batch arc than I was with the Martez sister arc. And I actually like big, big controversial opinion because I'm not a misogynist. I like, um, I like the Martez sister arc a lot more than the Bad Batch arc, and um, it was definitely jarring to see um, the Bad Batch arc because we kind of know where it's going. We kind of know that the clones are going to kill their Jedi and they're mm. going to be phased out, and then the Empire is going to rise. So it's kind of like, why are we getting Echo back and why are we introducing these new clone commandos? But I think. Really, it was to have like that last taste, that last taste of like goodness before everything turns sour. It was to show that hey, the clones are good soldiers. They are good friends to the Jedi, and they are good friends with each other. So let's just see him have one last hurrah before everything goes bad. Yeah, and I mean to kind of add on top of that, I think it was a really a great way, and I think the series did this in general, is to show that. They weren't just cannon fodder, you know. They weren't droids. I mean, they are distinctly different from droids in the fact that yes, they are clones. And if you go all the way back to that very, very, very first episode, where Yoda is coming to to barter, not barter a peace talk, but he's he's trying to convince a neutral system to join the Republic, and he and his clones are pinned down, and they're just like you know, nobody's coming for us, nobody cares, you know, we're just clones. And Yoda, you know, has them take off their helmets and tells how he knows how each one is very distinct. A couple episodes later, when Plo Koon and his clones are trapped in space, and again, they're like, sir, nobody's coming for us, we're just clones. And he has that epic line, he's like, not to me, not to me. And I mean, I think this was a great way to show that, you know, they're not just clones. The Martez sister, were you surprised to see that storyline I mean, how did you feel? Did you feel like, oh, this is how they're bringing Ahsoka back? Or was there another reason that they did that storyline the way they did? I really think... Because people have this conception that everybody in the Star Wars universe, everybody 
is like they're a badass they're super cool they know how to fight they can do space kung fu but it's very apparent when you see the martez sisters that a lot of people are just regular people and maybe and maybe they have shortcomings yeah they, they do they do have shortcomings and it's just you see you see trace because like the big thing that everybody cites in that arc is why did trace dump the spice mm-hmm. yeah but if you were in that situation if you knew you were carrying drugs and somebody and your sister wanted to give them you know to a to like a drug empire and somebody wanted to turn around and basically turn us in what would you do? You don't know what to do, so you're just going to have a fight-or-flight response and do the first thing that pops into your head and for Trace, that was to dump the spice. But yeah. some people like to think, well, it's Star Wars. Everybody in Star Wars is a Luke Skywalker swinging his laser sword, cutting down stormtroopers. But that's not what it is. And I think it's doubly so because Trace is a woman and in what I've noticed with a lot of Star Wars fans, they really want... They really want women in Star Wars to be a certain, a certain archetype, mainly the like characterless badass. And Ahsoka seems to be the only exception to that, where they kind of let Ahsoka have her vulnerabilities, but she's the exception. And when you see a woman in Star Wars have vulnerabilities like Rey or Rose or Trace, people freak out. But I think it was really good because it was able to show that people in Star Wars are not all Jedi, they're not all elite super soldiers, they are people, and that it's a story about people. Yeah, and I mean, to kind of add on top of that, because again, you know, people would say, you know, just like you brought up, why did Trace dump the spice? You know, you know, the Martez sisters, all they knew was Coruscant, their level of Coruscant and that area they knew nothing of the grander galaxy so in a way that is kind of a good response like well what's the big deal you know the problem is the drugs i got rid of the drugs what's the big deal not understanding the fact that uh we're taking them we're supposed to deliver them to one of the largest drug dealers in the galaxy ahsoka knows that being a former jedi being part of the galactic uh army she would know that i think it was also good because it really you know, this is Ahsoka who who left the Jedi Order, who was really trying to find her way. Um, I think she definitely got a good kind of wake-up call when, you know, she hadn't revealed that she was a Jedi, and, you know, Trace and Rafa are, are like, anti-Jedi, and she's like, well, how can you be? The Jedi are awesome. I think it was a really good way for her to see that yeah, you know, the Jedi were out there doing, they were fighting battles and doing what they felt was right, not realizing the impact that they had on the common people and how regular people really saw them. Yeah, especially when they go into why Rafa especially doesn't like the Jedi. Because cause Rafa, Rafa's the older sister. Yes. Yeah, because what happened was, was that when Zero the Hut escaped prison all the way back in season one, the Jedi chased after them. The Jedi leading the chase was Master Luminara. And during that chase, like, clones, Coruscant security, they shot down a freighter and it crashed into the Martez apartment and it killed both of their parents. And when Trace and Rafa were left outside, Master Luminara showed up to talk to them. And Rafa, kind of knowing only legends about the Jedi, would think that 
you know, that the Jedi would offer them help. Maybe they'd let them stay at the temple, get them a house, fix everything, give them money. Mm-hmm. But Luminara just kind of says, the Force will watch over you. And that's a very, that's like a very dogmatic religious response to somebody who really might not even know what the Force is. So those words meant nothing to Rafa. So to her, the Jedi gave her nothing after her parents died. And even kind of when you look at it, yeah, they did give her nothing. So to them, she says, the Jedi like to cause problems and not clean up after it. And then you kind of think about that. You kind of think about, again, going back to Umbara. Mm -hmm. The big thing about Umbara is that the clones are not fighting battle droids. They are fighting Umbarans. And the question kind of is is that is why is that they're not yeah they're aligned with the separatists but it's people defending their homes from an invader not an occupation port force being fought off you know yeah and and i think that in that middle arc you know the martez sister arc when ahsoka finally does sort of reveal that she is it what well, doesn't well she does reveal that she is a jedi um I think it is Rafa again that kind of gives she kind of gives Ahsoka probably her greatest lesson as a Jedi ever when she's sort of like you know kind of boiling it down she's sort of like well of course you're going to help people you know you have the power to do so that's what a Jedi does it's just like it's almost like all those years of training you know being a pad you know being a learner being a padawan becoming a knight and hearing all the dogma was really kind of boiled down to a statement from just your average citizen was like you have the power to do something you're a good person so of course you're going to do the right thing i mean i think to me that's kind of the point that i got out of that sort of middle story part or that the the middle part of the season i should say yeah because it kind of teaches it, it it does teach ahsoka the kind of what a jedi should be because because she says it again in the in the final arc when she's right before order 66 happens she tells rex that all she's ever known since she was a jedi since she was a padawan was to be a soldier but mm-hmm. she says the jedi aren't soldiers they're protectors of the peace so she kind of so it kind of shows that the words that rafa told her all the way back in the second arc it did stick with her and if things went if Order 66 didn't happen, you would know Ahsoka kind of would have become that perfect Jedi or what the Jedi should be, rather. Yeah, I, I definitely think. So this this third arc was probably, oh my god. Um, first of all, they kind of changed the tone of it overall with the intro. You know, kind of gone was that... Admiral Yularen battle recap. Right, and that, you know, the orchestral overture, as they said. It was a very, very somber beginning because that last those last four episodes pretty much coincided with revenge of the sith you know starting off you know pretty much right around the point where wait a minute the chancellor was was taken hostage and pretty much ending with order 66 well there was a little bit more after obviously um so what was your kind of takeaway from this last part which was really like ahsoka's story yeah i think it really kind of um it really it really captures the tragedy of Order 66 because you watch it in Revenge of the Sith 
especially if you haven't seen the Clone Wars. I mean, well, actually, no, only if you haven't seen the Clone Wars. So if you haven't seen the Clone Wars, it's just it's just these faceless background ca- like nameless background characters right. getting shot. So the impact really isn't there. And you go back and you watch Order 66 after watching the Clone Wars, you you start to get it, especially with Plo Koon. Mm-hmm. But there's still not that heavy impact because it's two completely different. Even though it's the same characters, it's a different Plo Koon. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And so I think this really shows what happens, really like what it, what the weight was of seeing your clones turn against you. Because they're not soldiers serving under you, so it's not just a breach of loyalty. They're your friends, and it's kind of and it, and it shows. It's like what happens if your best friends just start shooting at you for no reason, right? And the arc pretty much starts off with when the Martez sister arc ends. The um, the Mandalorians now were they they weren't Death Watch. I don't think they were. Bo-Katan kind of dropped the name, yeah. But essentially, you know, if you remember earlier in the Clone Wars, um, there was pretty much a coup on Mandalore. There's pretty much a puppet government in there. Maul, I don't think we can call him Darth Maul anymore. Maul is the one pulling the strings. So um, Sabine's sister comes looking for Ahsoka. Satine. Satine, I'm sorry, Sabine. Satine's sister comes um, looking, looking for Ahsoka for help. Uh, Ahsoka then pretty much is like, you know what? We have to go to the Galactic Army. We have to go to the Grand Army of the Republic. And, you know, asks them to recruit help. Pretty much this is right around the time when the events of Episode 3 are unfolding. But, you know, Anakin is able to get her a unit, basically. And I think it was absolutely amazing when, you know, she's reunited with Rex. But when she comes in to see her unit, what her unit did her former unit did with their helmets i mean that was an incredible touch yeah were they were they basically painted like her face tattoos onto her are they tattoos or the tagruta are those their natural markings i think those are their natural markings unlike i don't know because darth maul darth maul has tattoos baris has tattoos baris and luminar are, are tattoos yeah 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 so yeah just kind of showing that that they are that that she does mean a lot to them because like what happens later on is that she's not just their commanding officer who was good to them she's to a lot of them their only friend that's not a clone and maybe even their best friend like with rex yeah it's 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 it she means a lot to them and i'm sure when she left they were all confused they were all angry but to see her come back to what they see is her rightful place they, 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 they really love her. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's evident from the fact that, you know, right from the get-go, Rex salutes her and calls her calls commander. her commander. And she's like, you know, I'm not in the army anymore. And it's sort of like, you know, we're not doing this military-wise. We're doing this respect-wise. Um, and I have a feeling that the painting on the helmet wasn't because they were like, oh, Ahsoka's back. This would be really cool. I think after Ahsoka left, that's what her unit did because that's how much she meant to them and vice versa. Um, And it's an interesting arc because she does confront Maul who really kind of set everything up on Mandalore because he was looking to lure Obi-Wan and Anakin there because, you know, when he confronts Ahsoka or Ahsoka confronts him and again, you know, you have to understand that sort of in the background of these episodes is episode three 
he basically reveals to Ahsoka what's going to happen, pretty yes. much. Yeah. Um, you know, he wanted Anakin there. He wanted Anakin there to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. Because he knew, he kind of, he didn't know. Well, he knew. He knew that Anakin was going to become... Darth Vader. Yeah. Darth Vader, Sidious's apprentice. Um, it's pretty interesting. What was your take when, pretty much, I think it was after they captured Maul, or after she had run into Maul, then she goes into sort of like a meeting with the generals, which of course are the Jedi, and before she comes in, it's pretty much right from episode three where it was sort of like, okay, Obi-Wan's going to go out to get General Grievous. You know, we're going to inform the Chancellor. We're going to send Anakin to do it. We don't trust Anakin. We don't trust the Chancellor. Then Ahsoka comes in with the information that she has. And even Yoda's sort of like, something more you wish to say? Why do you think she held back and not... Why do you think she didn't share that information about the potential fate of Anakin Skywalker? I think there's two reasons, mainly. Mm-hmm. Reason number one being she doesn't want to believe it. She's in denial. Mm-hmm. She doesn't. She she doesn't think that Anakin is capable of that. And number two is that the part of her that does believe it kind of knows that telling the Jedi isn't the best course of action because she doesn't know that Palpatine is Lord Sidious. So why should she be worried that Anakin's going to Palpatine? Mm-hmm. So, but if she tells the Jedi, the same Jedi that kicked her out to appease the Senate without a true investigation and she knows Anakin she knows Anakin likes to do things in his own way she knows that pa- that Anakin and Padme are together mm-hmm. so she knows that the Jedi that Anakin isn't their favorite Jedi so she probably says this isn't what's best for Anakin right now right now. I'll wait mm-hmm. I'll wait until he comes back from the meeting with the Chancellor then I'll tell him and then we can do something about it yeah and I think another great part of this series or this this you know this final sort of arc the battle the battles i should say between ahsoka and maul are probably some of the best lightsaber battles uh really you know and i'm talking throughout the entire star wars you know universe i mean when they're fighting like on that catwalk above mandalore oh my god i mean that was just that was that was just an incredible fight um yeah, and pretty much, you know, what it gets down to in the end is, you know, Darth Maul is captured. He's going to be brought back to Coruscant, uh, you know, into Jedi custody. Execute Order 66. Order 66 happens. And, uh, I mean, this, on the one hand, you could look at it and say, oh, my God, this was an incredible action sequence. On the other hand, you can also look at it and say, oh, my God, this was an incredible emotional sequence um i don't know just what were your feelings with with this sort of like the final sort of two episodes here yeah i think i think in episode in the third episode the strongest part of that episode is when ahsoka and rex are talking and then rex kind of gives his whole thing that like where ahsoka is just like sometimes i wish the war never happened and then rex is like rex is like a lot of the clones wish that too but if the war never happened we would never exist then ahsoka kind of says like well then something good came of it and then i think that moment between them right before order 66 happens because you know order 66 is going to happen exactly so that moment kind of adds to the tragedy because you know what's right about to happen and you know that you know that rex doesn't have his chip out and you know that 
he truly believes that they're friends. So you're kind of like, how is that going to relate? Is he, can he hold on? And then it doesn't become what's going to happen, like meaning event-wise, it's going to be what's going to happen. Is he going to hold off? Is he going to resist the chip or is he going to, or is he going to just ultimately Mm -hmm. succumb to it? And you see that he does resist the chip. And then that is the kind of small victory for the episode. Yeah. And, you know, really the way it ends up is, is uh, you know, the, the clones are hunting, are hunting Ahsoka down. Ahsoka pretty much frees uh, Maul, not because she wants him out there just pretty much like to help cover her escape. She's like, you know, we're not friends. We're not partners. You know, I'm not even giving you a lot. I'm not even arming you. You know, just go out there and cause chaos because it's going to help me escape. Um, her only real thought is, uh, well, two thoughts, is to save Rex and to try to spare as many clones as she can because, uh, you know, she, she learns about the chip. Uh, does does Rex tell her about the chip? I kind of forgot how she found out about the chip. or because when Because when Fives died... Rex was there for it, so he kind of heard, he kind of heard what Fives was going off about. So he kind of knew there was something more to these chips. And when he was asked by like some military tribunal by the Jedi, he he kind of said he thinks that there's something more to it. So then Ahsoka watches him say that, and she can kind of put two and two together and be like, "This is what's causing it." So she so she does the surgery on him. Right, she does the surgery on him, and pretty much the final episode is the two of them are in uh, a medical bay. They seal themselves in with the help of some droids that uh, Ahsoka found along the way and recruited to help R- them out. R seven, that's her droid. Uh, well, R seven, and but yeah. there, there were other droids as well. Yeah. Right. I think one of them, the the one who looks like Chopper, he was he was in that episode with the little frog general. He was one of them. Oh, okay. All right. Um, and pretty much that's what it is, is, you know, the chip is out, so Rex is free of Order 66, basically. And it's like, what? Are, how are we doing this? How are we getting out of here? I think one of the one of the best parts of that episode is is when Ahsoka turns to him and tells him to set his weapon on stun. Yeah. And Rex is just like, what? <laughs> I mean, I, I love that part. Yeah, because she says, because he says, he says that they're willing to die to kill her, and but him. then <laughs> and him, yeah, and him, but that she says that like they and especially since the Venator is going down, she he says he says they're gonna die anyway, so why not? Why why can't we just kill them? And then she says she says like they may they 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 may be fated to die but i'm not going to be the one who kills them yeah and you know we see that she pretty much tries to plan their escape uh you know by not really harming a clone at all i mean you know she deflects she deflects their fire pretty much away away from them uh rex is firing with the stun weapons the droids are you know they're opening and closing doors they're opening and closing lifts things like that um really doing non-lethal things and what it really what it really came down to is uh you know darth maul pretty much because they're in uh hyperspace darth maul fights his way inside to the hyperdrive he he takes it down single-handedly and you said you saw that some people were like Oh no! That some that some people were that 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 some people were saying like, oh, is he really strong enough to do that? Because like, but like, yeah, because like Darth Maul, 
he's not the strongest. And like, didn't she say that like Sidious describes him as an animal, right? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but then like he's cornered, and when you corner an animal, it does whatever it needs to do to get out of there. So pretty much, yeah, he can destroy the hyperdrive. Yeah, so he destroys the hyperdrive engine, which pretty much just drops them out of hyperspace, and it pretty much has a catastrophic, that catastrophic effect on the uh, on the cruiser, and you know they're fighting their way to the hangar. There's pretty much one shuttle left. Maul shows up. And really what we get is, you know... A better version of episode 9. <laughs> Alright, so go ahead. So so explain that statement. Yeah, <laughs> so um, go ahead. Yeah, because uh, Ahsoka catches the shuttle and she's pulling it back in. And yeah, that, that, that's pretty much, that's pretty much the statement. <laughs> well, I mean, she, she, she catches Maul's ship. She's pulling it back in. But then it's sort of like she realizes it's either... She brings the ship in to possibly escape and maybe also get Rex to escape, but she has to make that decision. And she realizes that if she's going to kind of, st- I don't want to say stick to her word, but if she wants to be true to herself, you know. She needs she, to get Rex out of there. She needs to get Rex out of there <laughs> and she lets Maul go. She, she yeah. lets him go. They continue. And pretty much what happens is, is, is and again, I mean, as well written as this episode was and as well you know full of emotion and everything i mean the action sequences because pretty much the way they escape is they find he finds a he finds a y-wing a y-wing and you know as the as as you know the the cruiser is breaking apart i mean ahsoka is pretty much running along like yeah, the wreckage force unleashing to, force unleash toing it <laughs> and she makes her way inside and um yeah, this ending. I mean, I it pretty much. Oh wow! I mean, it ends with we see the wreckage on this moon uh, of the of the the Venator of the Venator, and we see that Ahsoka pretty much made memorials for. Yeah, all she, the no, she buried all of them. She buried them all. Uh, we see Jesse's helmet. We see like all the other ones, and I mean, I was just silent the entire time because you know this. As as much as the Clone Wars started out as this really bad animated movie that introduced Ahsoka and everybody hated Ahsoka, um, I mean, just the weight of this episode it was incredible. Um, you know, she she drops her lightsabers, and then we kind of cut to an undetermined time later. Oh wait, wait, wait. oh go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, because I I liked um, yeah the part because like when I watched it, I, when I watched it both times, um, I cried both times when they got to Jesse's helmet because mainly when you see Jesse's helmet, it's kind of when it hits you is that every clone that died, every Jedi that died in the Clone Wars, they died for nothing. And that's kind of when it hits you, is that Waxer, Fives, um, Echo the first time, mm-hmm. Tup, um, Dog, uh, no, Dogma Lith Hardcase, ev- all of their sacrifices, everything that happened was all for nothing, and that's, and that's what it culminates in. It kind of ends knowing that everything that happened, everything that Anakin went through, everything Ahsoka went through, everything Rex went through, is all for nothing. It didn't matter in the end. Yeah. And that's kind of how it ends. 
And then we kind of cut to, like like I said, an undetermined time later where this moon is now sort of frozen over. We see stormtroopers. We see, like, snowtroopers. The Viper droid. Right. And, you know, we see Darth Vader coming out there to the wreckage and he finds her lightsabers. And you made an interesting observation because I was kind of, like, wondering, you know, what drove him to go there did he know that she was alive but you you kind of caught something with like his helmet and again a little bit of spoilers here especially if you haven't watched rebels so if you haven't watched rebels block it out for a second (laughs) yeah so when ahsoka fights anakin in rebels she 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 breaks the helmet we're kind of well his face is exposed his face is exposed like especially over his eye and when you look to see darth vader at the end you could kind of see that part of his helmet it's it's not like the faded black mm-hmm. of the other eye it's 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 a red so it kind of makes me think that that was recently replaced yeah that he realized that well he knew i mean he 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 kind of knew at that point but it was like yeah he he went back and and found it and found the wreckage and okay so you know as much as this was going to be a discussion of like the final season of clone wars um I mean, one of the things is is I, I definitely feel that this series overall really fleshed out the Star Wars universe more. For me now, I'm going to take it from my point of view. For me, growing up, when I saw the originals, you know, the original trilogy, to me, Jedi were they were space wizards, they were space knights, they were space samurai. You know, the Force was this like strange mystical thing that just seemed to kind of connect all life i mean yoda sums it up very 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 easily in episode five um i mean the mythos of the jedi has definitely grown and i really feel that the clone wars really help with that um because i remember i think what i didn't like about the prequels one of the things i didn't like about the prequels is, is i was like why are the jedi's they're a bunch of punks like i i don't get it i had such like kind of in denial uh, well i had kind of a grand vision of these jedis as like these all sort of like mystical war almost like a cross between samurais and like shaolin monks and i'm like i'm not getting that here but i felt that the clone wars definitely kind of fleshed that out more what is kind of like for you like what is your take with the clone wars with with the the mythos of the jedi i think that each or at least most most jedi were that they were in their own way they did good they did good in their own way mm-hmm. each individual jedi but the jedi order as a whole was a puppet of bureaucracy was blinded by dogma and had so many internal ideological conflicts, they couldn't get anything done. Yeah, and I mean, I, I definitely, you know, I think with the end of epi- uh, episode five, sorry, with the end of season five with Ahsoka leaving, um, I mean, I think that really pointed it out because it was like... The investigation wasn't over. They didn't know who did it, but the Senate needed a scapegoat. Right. And they kind of gave the Jedi an ultimatum. They said, give us a Jedi. And it was it was Ahsoka that they had to turn in. Yeah, and then at the end when they when they uncovered, you know, it was Anakin actually who just like he's done throughout the entire series, just did things his way, you know, hunted down, you know, the truth, 
found out that it was Barris mm-hmm. and you know exposed the truth and you know the Jedi were kind of like hey no harm no foul you, you know can come back you can come back and she was like why would I you know I mean I think okay let me ask you about that why do you think she rejected their offer because I think she I think that's when I think that's I think to quote Anakin that's when she saw through the lies of the Jedi because she thought that the Jedi cared about her they cared about doing good they cared about doing what's right but they cared about finding justice but through this whole process she saw that the Jedi at least as an order are only concerned with staying active and not upsetting the bureaucracy so she said how could i go back to an order like that yeah and i think maybe to add on top of that i think it kind of also confused her view of you know her role as a jedi is is she that sort of toe the line dogmatic jedi or is she something else and if she is something else how could she go back to that order i think it really kind of i think from that point up until she met the martez sisters she didn't know she didn't know she didn't know if she was a jedi anymore she didn't even know what it meant to be a jedi which is why i know a lot of people were like why did they have that arc you know why the final season the final few episodes why are we introducing these characters that we don't know who they are because it was rafa who just basically boiled it down for her and said you know of course you're a Jedi you know you have the powers and you're a good person because you know Trace knew it right away that Ahsoka was a good person she was willing to help two strangers especially two strangers who not for nothing were really up to no good I mean granted it was more Rafa but you know she was willing to stick with them and do the right thing and not be like well this is the Jedi way and this is this and this is that I mean, I really think that really kind of helped her form her view of what it was to be a Jedi. And with that being said, would you say that overall the Clone Wars series, this animated series, was Ahsoka's series? I mean, there's a lot in it. Yeah. But I th- That's a tough question. Yeah. I know. I know. Because there are... I don't know. I can't answer. I mean, I think it's definitely a big part of it. I mean, for me, my takeaway... Okay, so my takeaways overall was it was the introduction, the growth and development of Ahsoka. Um, and I want to talk about more about Ahsoka in a minute here. To me, it definitely... It humanized... Um, it humanized Anakin. Um, and I don't want to say humanized Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, I always kind of had a good view of Obi-Wan Kenobi, but... When we get the story arc about him and the Queen of Mandalore and Duchess you know, of Mandalore. The Duchess of Mandalore, sorry. Where he basically is like, you know, I would have left the order for you. Um, but like I said, I think it really it really helped me when I get to episode three and I see, you know, the fall of Anakin Skywalker, I appreciated it a lot more. I appreciated it when he and obi-wan have their confrontation you know because before that i was like just watching the movie i'm like this is just a whiny kid like i don't like they're talking about what great friends they were 
this series really kind of helped flesh that out. Like, what were your overall kind of takeaways from from Clone Wars? Um, yeah, definitely. It um, see, because because it's hard because it's hard to um see it how you saw it because for me, Clone Wars and Episode Three existed at the same time. So when I would watch episode three, I'd know about the Clone Wars. So there wasn't really that gap in knowledge. So I don't have as many of the problems with episode three you do. But yeah, no, I really think that most of Anakin's characterization does come from the Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. And I really do think it it kind of, it really kind of turns Obi-Wan into like that even greater figure. Because kind of throughout the, just, just the movies... Obi-Wan or at least the prequels the prequels because mm-hmm. you kind of see in episode 6 Obi-Wan isn't as good as he lets on Yeah, but just the prequels Obi-Wan is kind of like the model Jedi like he you know he's 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 firm but fair with his Padawan he you know he fights the bad guys he sticks to the side of the Jedi but when you see Obi-Wan here especially yeah with Satine um that his faith does kind of waver and then that that he does have priorities outside of the order and that's not only Satine but it's to Anakin as well so like I said like kind of one of the big takeaways or big introductions from the series was the character of Ahsoka you know and again spoiler alert you know she does show up in Rebels uh she will be showing up in the Mandalore, Mandalorian in the Mandalorian the Mandalore the Mandalorian I know there are very vague rumors that she might show up in the Obi-Wan series I mean who knows but where where do you kind of rank her as like a Jedi like just, just overall like who who would you kind of compare her to who you know, is she like a top echelon Jedi? Just kind of like what as a oh, Jedi, like like a tier list, a Jedi tier list. I don't know, like a Jedi tier list, but S plus tier shirtless Plo Koon, B tier <laughs> regular Plo Koon. Um, no, 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 Kid Fisto, Kid Fisto. He takes yeah, like that's what I meant. Sorry. Well, just sort of like you know, there's that sort of ideal Jedi. Where does she kind of rank from? Like you know. The bottom, all the way up to the to the top. But is ideal Jedi is ideal is is ideal Jedi what Rafa says, or is ideal Jedi Master Luminara? I mean, to me, the way I take it away is you know. Okay, so so like a kid from the eighties, ideal. No, Jedi, not, no, not, not like the lore ideal Jedi. No, I mean to me, you know, to me a Jedi is you know somebody who is one with the Force, and really is just on the side of good um see i don't i don't think i can call ahsoka a jedi so okay so what would you kind of call her or what would you how would you kind of explain her yeah it's kind of like it's kind of like yeah classification in paperwork she is a jedi mm-hmm. but who she is the type of person that she is she's not a jedi obi-wan kenobi is a jedi because at the end of the day he puts not all of the dogma, but he puts the dogma, he puts the faith in the force, the bureaucratic nonsense, he puts that over his personal needs. That's okay. that's what a Jedi is in 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 the lore in Star Wars. That's mm-hmm. what that's what the text is telling me. But mm-hmm. Ahsoka does not fit any of those 
categories. She does not... Yeah, she starts out kind of, especially when Padme is like, we'll talk with the Separatists. And she's like, aren't the Separatists evil? Like, yeah, that's, 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 that's what, that's what, that's what Anakin taught her. Because Anakin, that, that is one of the few Jedi things that Anakin has is kind of like listening to the Republic. But when she starts to see beyond that, Mm -hmm. when she starts to help, when she starts to care more and to help more and really become selfless outside of that dogmatic view of the force she's not a jedi because what i'm being told a jedi is is master luminara okay not ahsoka so then you would say more that ahsoka is sort of the representation that other jedi should strive to be i see see because i think i think that the jedi order is to yeah is too broken from the inside that even individuals striving to be better can't save it. No, I no, I, I absolutely agree, which is why, you know, I feel, and I know you kind of feel the same way too, is that The Last Jedi was really a great movie. That's be- the best Star Wars movie. Like, if you want a Star Wars movie that's legitimately good and not like episode two, it's funny when Anakin says sand good, <laughs> it's The Last Jedi, and it's just... Yeah, The Last Jedi is really one of the few good Star Wars movies, and I really only think there are two. So, um, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, because I think sort of that realization of sticking to these old traditions and this old way is wrong. Now, some people will say, like, oh, you know, Luke throwing away his lightsaber and this and that. I mean... When episode nine rolled around and he has his talk with Ray, some people were saying like when he says like, oh, I was wrong to do that was sort of a way to kind of cover up what Ryan Johnson did. No, I think what it was is he realized that, you know, yeah, I think the Jedi Order was was absolute garbage and it was wrong, but I still had a responsibility. That was my mistake. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think he realizes that in episode 8, not in episode 9, I feel like his actions in episode 9 are solely to cover up for what happened in episode 8. Because his reconciliation does not come by talking to Rey. It comes through his actions in episode 8. Yeah. Oh, no. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, he's like, I'm not... Like, I stopped trying to make sense of the... Uh, not The Last Jedi. Rise of Skywalker, because it is so bad. But, Yeah. Yeah, no, that is true. Yeah, he did what what he does in the end of uh, episode eight. Yeah, definitely makes up for it. But maybe, well, yeah, okay, okay. Um, wow, I don't know where else to go from here. Uh, I mean, so I mean, it's kind of silly to ask, but I'm guessing that you enjoyed this last season of Clone Wars. Yes, I really <laughs> did. I think I still I still think uh, my favorite episode from the Clone Wars is I think it's called Heroes on Both Sides that's the one where Ahsoka and Padme go to Raxus but these Mm -hmm. these episodes I would say that one where they go to the peace talks is number one and I'd say the last episode is number two yeah it's definitely some good stuff alrighty well I hope you guys enjoyed this discussion about the final episode of Clone Wars and a little bit beyond that we did go a little bit further but I, like I said, I think that the Clone Wars series wasn't just 
maybe it started out as like sort of like, hey, here's a little fun thing for the kids and let's keep Star Wars going. Um, I mean, well, okay, before we close it out, I mean, do you feel that all the all this new content that we get, you know, we had the Clone Wars and now we have Rebels, um, you know, you have Jedi Fallen Order, you know, do you feel it's overkill or do you feel it kind of enriches the mythos of Star Wars overall? I think... I think it really it it really depends on what it is. Mm-hmm. I think here's a hot take: most of the Mandalorian, that's overkill. But Jedi Fallen Order, and here's another hot take: Star Wars Rebels. I think that enhances the mythos. Yeah, I definitely think it does. Uh, I know coming very soon. I think this summer is going to be High Republic. High Republic comes out? Yeah, High Republic stuff comes out. Books, comics, things like that. Which is really kind of the time period from after the war, after the Jedi War with the Sith, pretty much up until, I guess, episode... Well, I well, go ahead. Well, because the war with the Mandalorians, that's still Old Republic. The High Republic, I heard, is like around 200, 300 before Battle of Yavin, but I don't know the era. Okay. But like that's... So just like 200 years before A New Hope, that's kind of the era we're dealing with. Well, a lot of people are saying really what it's going to show is kind of like the beginning of the end of the Jedi Order, where they become this more dogmatic and kind of also bureaucratic order, where before that, much different story. Alrighty. Well, I want to thank Cassie for joining me here with this discussion on uh, the Clone Wars and really just all things Star Wars. Guys, do me a favor. Head on over to Instagram. Stuff You Don't Need to Know is there. I post pictures about the, the content that I talk about. This is Jay, and I'll talk to you guys later.